Okay, everybody, welcome back to We Lost Some Ships, and it's a uh, version, it's, no, uh, episode four, I guess, about Gottman. Yes, episode four, The Gottman Files. That's, that's, that's right. <laughs> TV show. Yes, love it. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy, I tell you what, we have, speaking of limiting tangents, we have a smelly fridge right now, and I just caught a whiff of it. Yeah, okay, it's, it's, that's it's, not it's, what you came here for, though. That's okay. You kept that under 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, like, I did. Like yes. Okay. But I will say, just as another tangent, when I first walked in, I just thought to myself, what died? Yeah. yeah. Something in the fridge died. Yeah, okay. So if any of our roommates are listening to this and we haven't already talked to you, <laughs> you're driving the women away by not addressing <laughs> that smell. That's right. Hopefully it will be addressed later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, again, that's not why you're here. Um, so, okay. So, part four of Gottman. Um, uh, this is uh, research, John Gottman's research on predictors of divorce and ways to um, have just happier marriages. And we've, we've applied that not just to marriages, but to relationships in general, as he does as well. Um, yep. Um, yeah, we're drawing a lot of this from a video, which we'll include in the link or in the description. Also from his book, The Relationship Cure. Um, Viviana, do you have something to say? You sound oh. like you're poised to say something. Uh, no, I was just oh, that's meditating. Fine. I was just, okay. You know, you're meditating. <laughs> lost in his own. You know, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but so Bryce, give, you're going to give us a little recap. Right? Oh yeah, you kind know I am. Stuff we talked okay, about last so we few so we you know we talked about. Um, Ratios, positive to negative um, interactions in marriage. Obviously, the marriages that last, not obviously, but not surprisingly, um, there's a 5 to 1 ratio, positive to negative, for the ones that last. There's a 0.8 to 1 ratio, of positive to negative, for marriages that, that end in divorce. Um, he, he um, in, in John Gottman's Love Labs research, where it was essentially these, like, especially intrusive bed and breakfasts, <laughs> Where, um, you know, it was just a nice bed and breakfast where they were also taking your blood and your heart rate and stuff like that. And urine samples. <laughs> and don't urine, forget yes, that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, mostly a normal bed and breakfast. Anyway, they, they, um, they, the research doing that, um, they were able to pinpoint these clear predictors of divorce, uh, which, which they call the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And um, with, with each of these four, they found that people who were successful and stayed together um, with... Um, you know, they were able to predict with like over 90% accuracy um, which ones would end in divorce and which ones wouldn't within a certain time frame. I forget the exact um, time frame. But, um, and they found that the ones that stayed together handled these four horsemen very differently. And so that's what they described as masters versus disasters. Um, where, so these four horsemen, uh, just going through the list, are one, criticism, uh, two, defensiveness. Three, contempt, or excuse me, disrespect and contempt, and four, stonewalling. And they found that disrespect and contempt was the strongest predictor of divorce. Um, they found that the antidotes, where I should have said this from the get-go, but the antidote to criticism is to um, kind of kick the problem around in a more productive way where you talk about yourself, your feelings, and what you need. Um, rather than rather than make it a personal attack on them, um, with defensiveness, it's to accept responsibility for your role in things. Um, with disrespect and contempt, the the antidote is to create a culture of uh, affection and admiration, which is to be just more proactively communicating the positive and noticing the positive in the other person. Um, and then with stonewalling, it's to listen to each other and build on each other's bids, which we're going to talk today about bids, by the way. Um, That's true. Well, Viviana oh, had an interesting thing about stonewalling that, that you were listening to, right? About women stonewalling versus Oh! Stonewalling. Yeah, kind of interesting. 80% of stonewallers are men? Yeah. Is that what the stats yeah. say? Yeah. That men are yeah. more likely to stonewall? Yep. And women yeah, are more likely sense. to criticize? We were yeah, okay, so men are more likely to stonewall, women more likely to criticize. <laughs> yep. Please continue your uninterrupted <laughs> thought. Good to know. Good to know. 
Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. That is completely disagree. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, yeah, that's exactly what the lady said. Yeah. That men are more likely to be stonewallers yeah. and women are more likely to criticize. N- not surprising. Yeah. Um, you know, it, not surprising to me, just based on what I've read. Um, I, I know I talk a lot about Emotional Intelligence by Daniel <laughs> Goleman, but it was a very <laughs> useful book. And that was, that was one of my big takeaways from it is just the physiology behind um, what stresses us out. And, and for men, the threshold of... Uh, Tolerance for negativity is much lower than it is for women. So we get flooded. We get stressed out. Yeah. And they, they talked about it in this vid, other video you're listening as well. But men's we get stressed out easier. I know this is tangential, but I wonder if that's why there are more men, you know, criminals, you know, homicide, you know, murders. Um, because we get know. stressed out? For, for of, sure, that's a part of it. Because of that flooding and that physiology. For, for sure. But, that, that I think that is a huge factor in yeah. why... People have altercations with the police. Yeah, it ends terribly. They're yeah. more disagreeable on the uh, big five. Like oh, uh, yes. they're higher in disagreeability. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, before we g- jump into uh, bids, though, I thought you know. So our church. Had oh, I'm still- not ready to go there. Oh, you're not. Okay. You still. But, doing but your go recap. on. Well, you can finish your recap and then. I- okay. I can jump in. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So all right. All right. Off in the middle. Okay. Of so, so those those were the four horsemen. Um, and uh, okay, and then then we started talking about friendship, which is just another component of of healthy uh, relationships. And um, in in Gottman's research, they they boiled it down to three components. Uh, and by the way, by friendship we mean um, it it's um, you know like intimacy between between two people. Um, and it's useful not just for you know, for the enjoyment, the relational enjoyment, but it also helps to maintain conflict, which we'll talk about another time. But um, anyway, so one, they, they talk about uh, love maps, which is basically understanding the other person, understanding their hopes and dreams, their fears, uh, what excites them, what bores them, uh, what's important to them. Uh, and that's something that... Um, that we do need to work to build and ask open-ended questions and, and periodically update it. Uh, my, I, I was trying to apply this with my own family recently. Um, and, and I, it's, it's good. John Gottman helped me because I was able to say, Hey, you know, we're asking how each other is doing. Let's try to ask some more open-ended questions. And, and it was, it was valuable. Okay. Anyway, so there's that. There's uh, the second component of friendship is fondness and admiration. This is very similar to the culture of, of uh, affection and respect uh, or appreciation. Um, you know, and it's very much about this, the daily small things. Um, uh, you know, the small evidences uh, that you care and respect the person. Uh, and fundamentally, it's about uh, communicating those. Um, okay. And then lastly... Responding to bids, uh, which we're going to talk a lot about today. But yeah. first, I think Paul wanted to add something. Yeah, I just want, so with regards to the love maps, so, you know, like our church had general conferences last weekend, mm-hmm. right? A couple times I've thought about some of the Scottman stuff mm-hmm. in some of the talks. There was a talk by uh, Michelle Craig, and she talked about getting to know people deeply. I don't know if you guys read that part. Was this in the Saturday morning session? Uh, that's a good question. I can't remember which session it was. Okay, in. that's okay. Because I, I might have listened to it recently. But anyway, she talked about getting to know people deeply. You know how yeah. the Savior got to know people deeply. Yeah. And she was talking about that. Uh, and then uh, Elder Oaks, you know, he was talking about... Uh, um, love your enemy? Lot, he talked about loving your enemies. He, he, he quoted the... Uh, the musical or or some song from a play or something getting to know you i can't remember what it's from was like, it from oklahoma i feel like oklahoma? oklahoma's gotten a lot of time in general it's conference not, over the oklahoma years oklahoma or west side story <laughs> I, or think, I think president monson just in his long ministry <laughs> frequently referenced it anyway <laughs> oklahoma. go ahead why not oklahoma and the economist those are his sources oh and uh, david brooks gets uh commented referred a lot which i appreciate i like david brooks yeah Okay, and so, but anyways, yeah, the, the note I wrote down was, uh, we should get to know others, seek to understand them, even learn from them, and seek to understand the power of love. Anyways, it was, it, it just reminded me of the Gottman stuff of, like, both of those con- concepts and both of those talks kind of reminded me of the Gottman concept of just the love map, you know, really getting to know people, actually getting to know them, knowing yeah. them deeply kind of thing. Yeah. 
you know, that actually reminded me of Jordan Peterson and how he talked about how we should never be so arrogant as to assume that we can't possibly learn anything from any other human being, hmm. no matter how small. No, And I, I think that there's a lot to that. I think when we just appreciate people for who they are, we are happier yeah. as a whole. I also, so, oh, go ahead. I also think when you're arguing with an enemy, you need to ask them a question and say, now I'm asking this question so I can keep building my love map of you because oh. that, that really helps to diffuse it. <laughs> because it's non-existent right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really helps to diffuse a, uh, you know, a, an enemy type situation. And you know, <laughs> if we're, if we're talking about the opposites, like since the last time we recorded, I think there was, there's been two political debates. Um, um, you know, the first one, first of which was a disaster, regardless of your poli- well, some, I can't, anyone can <laughs> interpret things how they want, but yeah. I think most people think it was just very, very painful to watch, regardless of who you're, you're rooting for. Um, yeah. and, and, um, you, you know, the, in, in politics, you really, you have to build a hate map, right? I mean, so often this is the tactic used, right? You're finding out what are the pain points, what are the, what are the ways we can make them look bad. Yep, that's exactly what they're doing. They're looking for pain points. <laughs> Another completely uninterrupted thought. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like um, it's like these these political um, operatives, these people who work in politics, like their job is to dig up the dirt, right? To find connections of people who could say something bad. They're doing their research. They're asking, I don't know if they're asking open-ended questions, but for sure they're they're trying to create a picture of how they can spread hate about the other person. So yeah. it's kind of evil. It's kind of the opposite, but you know, it's kind of the world of politics. It, it is the opposite of love maps. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it is true. You're trying to build up all the worst stuff about somebody. Yeah. Sure, when you're building a love map of somebody, you're trying to figure out the bad stuff about them too, but you're trying to fully understand them. You're yeah. Good and bad, a full complete picture. You're trying right. to really get to know them well. And right. In a good, for a good purpose though. Right. So that you can love them better. Right. Not so that you can, you know, defeat them in a debate and make them look bad or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, moving on to bids, right? Oh yeah. So, yeah. so let's talk about bids. Bids are essentially, uh, bids for connection where a person says something and what they're really kind of hoping for is for someone to respond to that bid. And so what the Gottman research shows is that there's uh, different types of responses to bids. There's turning towards bids where if you say like, hey, I'm going to go do yoga, the turning towards bid would be like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, and then yoga? more like, yeah, go. <laughs> That, yeah, that would be an example of an enthusiastic Boy, turning stupid. towards. <laughs> I'm never going to say that to anyone. It's very, <laughs> Don't worry. Very punny. You know, <laughs> no. good, good job. <laughs> very, you, very punny. Go on, please. Um, another Let's enthusiastic. this ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could also, an, another example of enthusiastic turning towards, you could also say something like, um, like, oh, that'll be so awesome. I think that's great. Go go do that, you know. Um, then there's turning away bids and then there's turning against bids the turning away bid would be like oh and they just don't say anything in response it's almost as if in a way they're kind of just like dismissing what you even had to say in the first place and Mm -hmm. a turning against bid would be like yeah you need to do yoga because you're so stressed out or they might say something snarkier you know that's even more offensive where they're they're like yeah you've been really paranoid so or, you better or like, get yoga like i need you to make me a sandwich uh, yeah <laughs> it could be that too yeah. yo get me a sandwich all those are examples okay. but these bids you know it's really interesting because john gottman's research initially he said that when he was doing research on marriage he said that what he found what he initially assumed when he started his research was that the marriages that actually were the best marriages if he could call it that were actually the ones that had deeper uh, you know, like they had deeper, longer discussions mm-hmm. about themselves, which is kind of like the idea of enhancing love maps. Yeah. Um, however, he said that his research revealed another thing. While while his clients were in the love labs, he would look at the way that they interacted. In addition to having someone, you know, being strapped, having like technology strapped around their 
uh, around their chest to kind of yeah. get like heartbeat and, heartbeat and like physiological responses in addition <clears throat> to getting blood samples and urine samples from his people he had other people actually in in another room um taking data on how couples would respond to their partners would you smile when you're you're you know would one cup or cup person in the relationship would they smile when the other person was speaking uh would how would they respond would they look away would they what faces would they make because we're always communicating whether we think we're communicating or not we might not have said anything but we're always communicating and so that's what's really interesting about this bid like these bids is like how does it how is the person responding to that bid uh, I'm. I know I'm guilty of not responding to some bids, and I need to do better at that. You know, and I was just telling Paul that I, you know, sometimes I'm like I intellectually understand this Gottman stuff, but I am not always applying it, and so which is true of all people. Yeah, true of all people. Yeah, absolutely. We probably should but, give a little bit of a, a few examples of because we t- kind of talked about what a bid is. It's a bid for attention. But there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different ways yeah. in which this happens, right? Yeah. Like, um, like I remember one of the examples in the book is where the wife says something like, "Look at that pretty boat," you know, and, and uh-huh. it's just a statement about a boat, but it's a bid because she's it's a bid for attention, right? She wants to talk with her husband about something. And, yeah. Bid and for so there's a whole bunch of other examples too of like what what constitutes a bid, you know? Because basically anything where you're yeah i mean i mean naturally i think about this most in a dating context and their bits are happening all the time and bits are getting ignored all the time too (laughs) absolutely (laughs) like um um you know i can't count how many women i mean so much of my dating these days is on mutual the premier lds dating app (laughs) but um thank you for your asset for in the future (laughs) yeah i hope so uh but like getting ignored is like the norm yeah um um, and now that they've added the feature, you know, which is common in most messaging services, but like where you can see if they've seen your message, uh, then you know which ones are like, just, have just like deleted the app or gotten a boyfriend or just don't care anymore. Yeah. And which ones have actually seen you and have been, have made it probably made a decision. I'm not saying there could sure. be some, like, yeah. but probably they made a decision. I'm not going to respond to this person. Sure. Well, maybe <laughs> I I'll- liked his face. Yeah. And now I realize that's all I liked, and it was only momentary. <laughs> that's hilarious. The reason why bits are so important is because the research says that the chances of rebidding is almost zero. He said it's zero in couples who wound up divorcing, and 022 percent, I guess, yeah. you know, in couples who stay together. Yeah. So there's a big chance that if you make a bid for connection or a bid for attention, there's a big chance that your person like the person that you're dating if you ignore them that first time there's a big chance that they're probably not going to rebid again not that same bid not the same bid absolutely and they're going to get if there's a pattern of uh like basically what you're talking about what godwin was was finding is if there's a pattern of like not responding to bids then yeah that relationship is is going down the tubes yeah I do think probably like it's a little bit different. The dynamic is different in in the dating world. Um, yeah. I but think, you would... I think rebidding is is more likely in in that case where at least one person is still really trying. I th- I think in marriages where they're not responding to the bids, that's that's where it's become a real habit. Um, not not say that we can't have habits even as single people, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although even in a dating context, you probably would would agree that um, if you're not if someone's not responding to your bids, like it's a bad sign. Oh, red for flag, sure, right? Like for you're, sure. Like there's either lack of interest. Or yes. Now, if you're glutton for punishment, probably, but... like me, or or you become smitten with girls who aren't giving you enough like attention and like basic they're not responding yeah, to your bids but but i really like them especially and and this is actually something that you learn or i learned in um you know as a psychology undergrad but the whole behaviorism right like you um if if you you know give a dog a, a treat or whatever um on on a routine schedule and to elicit a certain response you, you actually get the most uh, of a desired behavior when when your reward is un- intermittent exactly <laughs> intermittent uh it's called intermittent ratio or okay in, yeah okay 
Or yeah. it's called variable ratio. Okay. Yes, yeah. That's so the word. it's not that uh. you're never getting a, a reward. It's that yeah. it's very uncertain. Well, and that's what that's what slot machines. That's <laughs> yeah, how they that's make right. all their money right. because you know you bid one you 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 yeah. do the action one time you yeah. you know and you don't get money and then sometimes it takes like seven times sometimes it takes right. seven hundred times you right. never know when you're going to get a response yeah. and so that's why there's the 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 research in psychology is clear in that yeah. that 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 type of variable ratio is the one that you, leads to higher response yeah but uh, this is again okay. a tangent so yeah <laughs> interesting one and and, and not a flippant one yeah, yeah. It, it, but, listeners um, you may have so, noticed we're but, trying to really rein in our tangents so that they're yeah we're just trying to rein them in a little bit what are we doing a good job at uh yeah anyway so but you're you're saying that uh you have a lot of you, you talk to a lot of people who are not responding to bids in oh, a dating app and yes in a dating context probably because in your profile you say no need to respond to bids yes i'm a, <laughs> I'm a nice guy i don't need you to treat me with respect yeah exactly <laughs> no. but can i just say something else about bids and how they really they if you're not responding the research is clear that you're going to less like weaken that bond you know, you're gonna, yeah, you're yeah. destroying a relationship when you have either turning against or turning away bids. Yeah. yeah, and there's a difference between somebody who's like engrossed in something. Like me and Bryce go through this a lot. I yeah, think. we do. Because like, because oftentimes, uh, like, we from both sides. Because I'll be working on something, and Bryce will come to our room. Paul and, works at home as a patent attorney. That's right. P- visit pauljohnsonlaw.com if you need help with your intellectual property. There we patents go. Or trademarks. Thanks for the commercial. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, and so I'll be working, and Bryce is like, uh, kind of trying to be chat with me. He'll try to be chat- chatting with me, like, and if I'm working on something kind of intense, like, it's hard for me to focus, and and mm-hmm. and then sometimes he'll ask, "Are you in extreme focus mode?" And I'll be like, "Yep," and then he won't talk with me. And then, yeah. and then but, conversely, um, but my feelings aren't hurt. I understand. Yeah, yeah. And similarly, sometimes Bryce will be like, he'll be focused on something, yeah. like reading something. And I'll be kicking around in the front room, like asking questions, and he he won't be making that much. Yeah, like, he's yeah. Like, uh, huh? <laughs> huh? You know. But then other times when we're not doing that, we're responding really well to each other's yeah, bids. So yeah. there's a difference between just being busy or being focused on something and like intentionally ignoring something. Uh, yeah, I, I think right. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. But that being said, though, like it's still a bid, whatever the though, reason right? you're still not responding to a bid, but. So you know, hopefully responsible adults can recognize the difference and and yeah adjust accordingly. Well, right. and that's when you and that's kind of what our question was last time was should you always respond to a bid? Because I gave some situations mm-hmm. in which I don't always respond to bids. Like I know I'm guilty of not responding. You know, if someone is asking you to go on a date on an app and you're like not interested in the person, should yep. you always say? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Or should you just, you know, ghost them or breadcrumb them or whatever, you know? Okay, breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing, you know that. I'm busy this week. Yeah. And then (laughs) say nothing else but that. Leave it very vague. Breadcrumbing is another term for Uh variable ratio. Okay. In uh, reinforcement. You do occasionally give encouragement. Yeah. Uh, That's what you're kind of like leaving a trail of breadcrumbs. I am susceptible to breadcrumbing. Yeah. so, well, and but that's the thing. I'm trying not to be. Did yeah. you take calculus, Bryce, in school? I, I did. It was my was, one of my least successful subjects. I mean, I did fine, but I sure didn't understand. Well, I understood it ish. Go on. This is a tangent to you a little bit, but I, like I was talking to Viviana before we started recording about what you know the area under a curve. Oh, yeah. And and whether or not um, because it's more acute pain if you reject someone directly outright initially. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to kind of like dragging them on. But yes. I, my question was whether the area under the curve of pain, whether the overall the, pain. The, yeah. Yeah. Is, is greater when you when you drag it on and are more trying to be more kind about it over time, whereas just being direct and it's getting a, it over it's with. It's a good question. You know? And probably, yeah, the direct direct one is probably less total pain. That's my yeah. thought. I guess. You know, it's Absolutely. more acute initially. But yeah. Anyways. Um, Do we want to talk about our what we did today earlier? We do, as but far not as yet. Not yet? Okay. Um, so, but to your question... Mm-hmm. I think in in the dating context where where the commitment is not there, where because you know again I've said this before, but but the process of dating is a process of appropriately building trust and commitment. And, and what's his name? 
in his relationship attachment model talks about this but but it's like yes. it's a step by step process of growing your trust and your commitment uh, in in a person Jonathan um, Van Epp that's Aha him. Jonathan Van Epp um, um, so you know the reality is and 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 you're gradually increasing the level of of commitment with a person mm-hmm. so if the person can't commit to even like respond to a message it's a bad sign right if yeah. they can then the next step you know can they commit yeah. to giving you their phone number you know if we're we, right. if we started on an app or or you know going sure. on a date of course that's one of the essential ones um and speak, how speak. much you know them depends on how much you should trust them and you should always yes. know them more than you should trust that's them, right and, and you should yes. trust them more than you've committed to them and you yeah. should trust them and, more and, than you've and committed you should touch to them. them even less than, <laughs> than, than, than you've committed, that, yeah. right and and in our modern dating world it's it's loco it's it's in commotion <laughs> people will sleep with people they don't know or like you know um yeah. or, or they'll commit to people that they don't really that they can't rely on you know yeah, or, they can't or, rely you know, on the whole, whole gamut um yeah um so w- one thing i thought also um about bids is how sometimes because viviana viviana and i actually um respectfully disagreed a little bit um before talking about yes. this because because she was saying that like everything is a bid and i well, thought i was Not saying everything yeah, i was saying sorry i'm misrepresenting you can i say i said that everything that are the four horsemen of the apocalypse uh-huh. is actually a well i wouldn't say it's a bid but it's a, it could be a response to a bid is what i yeah. probably meant to say yeah. um so criticism it's probably a response to a bid well, uh, it, criticism is is a bid gone wrong, kind of. Uh, well, it could be a it could yeah. be a bid, but it could also be a response to a bid. Sure. Defensiveness yeah. could also be a response to a bid. Yeah. And so can contempt, and so can stonewalling. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and my thought was, well, sometimes I'm asking for information. Like this has happened. This happened this week on on Facebook for me. Uh, I'm asking for information. I'm not looking for an emotional connection. I'm not looking for advice even. Um, I'm not looking, looking for you to cry tears. But often that is the response you get. Because social media is an imperfect medium. And, it, and it's with people that you don't really, most of whom you don't really have a real relationship with. So their love map with you is not up to date. If it ever existed in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, and <laughs> this is a tangent. But just for a little context, I was asking um, I, I was curious to compare my notes with, with other other single men specifically, which is what I said. What in was my the comment. question that the you co- asked the, it the on comment. Facebook? Uh, I mean, to, to paraphrase, it was, uh, what is it that's most challenging or frustrating or demoralizing for you is it in, in the dating process? I specifically yeah. asked it to single men. <clears throat> Initially, I even said, like, you know, if you're a woman, please refrain from, from commenting. But if, if you do, try to be respectful and, and humble and understand that, you know, you're not the expert on this particular topic. Not surprisingly, disappointingly for sure, but not surprisingly from the get go, I had like three female friends, um, comment, um, and, and one male friend. And it's, uh, I don't know, just the whole thing, like it, it was frustrating and it made me feel like, uh, wow, you really, I recognize part of it is just me. Like I'm kind of a social scientist just, all over the place. So I, I was prying for a little bit of information. Yeah. Um, I wasn't looking for, <clears throat> for tears or, or commiseration per se. I was looking to compare or, notes to, okay. co- to compare is my experience similar to other men, which I found it, it is, but you know, it, anyway, but it's like so, some, some women took it personally and got defensive right off the bat to a question I wasn't even posing to them. Um, you know, some women quib- quibbled with the question and, and the framing and all that. And, you know, those are understandable. But but at the end of the day, it's like I wasn't looking for an emotional connection. And so many of you made this an emotional thing. And whether or not you were bidding for attention, which I think some of it was, um, it's like that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I, I didn't want to make an emotional connection. I wanted a compartmentalized male information <laughs> gathering. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I saw that post. Yeah. And, but I was like. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, it's not to say that people's emotions are are unimportant. Right. It's just that's not what I personally was wanting. Yeah. Go, yeah. Sorry, Facebook's go a weird venue. It Social media is a weird it's venue imperfect. for that kind of a conversation. I, yeah. I think that it's because like I saw your question, I was like, 
I have thoughts to this question. I just don't want to put them on social media. And, and I even mentioned, like, <laughs> I even mentioned, like, partway through, like, hey, ladies, I love you, but please, please don't comment, you know, unless you absolutely feel a need and you think it would contribute. And it's not just you being, you know, protecting your emotions or or your interests, but but like, you know, the the more eyes, the more judginess. The more perception of judginess there is, and more eyes there are on this, the yeah. less likely I am to get a male, an honest male response. So, and and I was right. So, did yeah. you get any private ma- yes. male responses yes. on how many I, messages? I got. Let's see, I got at least two from men that were what I was looking for, and okay. I got at least one from a woman that is not what I was looking for. Okay. Even though, even though I'm not saying she's not an important person and i'm not saying her emotions aren't important but it's not what i personally was looking for according to the boundaries that i had tried to set which i'm finding boundaries are very hard to set in social media (laughs) (laughs) people are impervious to them well yeah i mean i need that one i mean i think of like all the kim kardashian you know drama all the drama with all the celebrities and all the social media yeah boundaries are definitely not hard to set on social media they are hard to set are, they're definitely uh, sorry i meant to say to, they are hard to say yes. yes like to me social media sometimes seems like you know when you're when you're driving in your car and you're behind the safety of those windows you can be really mean to people yeah. exactly and you can do stuff that you wouldn't do in person in person absolutely in person yeah. and, and uh, you and know to be completely fair i also ask questions that i'm probably not as comfortable to ask in person not necessarily i mean in general i'm a pretty open guy but mm-hmm. but it it I'm not immune to that effect either. Sure. Right? Yeah. So we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent here, but you were, just, you were pointing yeah. out that um, you were relating this to bids in the sense Not everything that... is a bid for emotional connection. Right. Sure. But yeah. So, although they are very important. But, you're, but we were talking about maybe being direct and we just kind of also were talking about how important it is just to be direct in our, like in when we make bids, it's important to be direct and, it, and when we respond to bids, it's also equally important to be direct. Is that what you were saying, Paul, as well? And I, I, with the directness, I was specifically talking about like rejection, uh, like if you need to reject a person, because Viviana, you had brought up the question about like, when is it okay to not to respond to a bid? And, yeah. and it seemed like yeah. mostly this seemed like in the context of you're getting a bid from someone that's kind of an unwelcome bid or it's someone who you're not, you don't reciprocate uh-huh. their interests and so you're trying to figure out, do I need to even say anything back yeah. or is it better for me to just not say anything and, yeah. you know, let them go their way kind of thing and so, yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about. I just had a, a, a hypothesis popping into my mind is that maybe this, um, the fact that, well, I don't know if it's a fact. I suppose women probably have a, they, women do rank more high on agreeableness in the big five personality yeah. um which we'll talk about someday um i i think they probably have a relatively harder time rejecting people ba- be, because they feel bad about it um and they're more commonly in a position where they have to be the one to reject because because yeah, a man okay. will pursue any any living you know, woman with who's sufficiently attractive to him, right? Re- regardless of of suitability or anything, so it's like at least temporarily. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. So I I wonder if this causes women to be more selective from the get go and and to look at at all the clues they can because because which I think they do anyway. Um, uh, on in in dating apps anyway. Yeah, um, perhaps. Although I I do I I do like when you were talking. What you were saying there with regards to whether women are more likely to be kind of soft in their rejections, that, that may be true. Although when I've been on the on the rejector side where uh-huh. I have to reject a girl, it's also Which super, sucks too. It's yeah. super hard for me too. And yeah, I, and I, I also it. have the tendency to do the exact same thing. It's like make up we, some excuse. You're more it, agreeable oh. and so am I. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm more agreeable. So maybe if I was less agreeable. Yeah, you're like, I, like, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, the end. Perhaps. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty high on <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Like it's hard for me too. My tendency is just yep. the same as like what I've gotten for from sure. women who have rejected me. It's just sure. like I, for sure. I want, if and there's an excuse <laughs> that I can validly yeah. use, that's yeah. usually my first option. And yeah. very rarely will I bring out the big guns and say like, I'm, I'm just not interested in that way. I have done it a few times Yeah. and with mixed uh, responses, you know, yeah. sometimes girls have been, uh, have been, have taken that pretty well. And other times they've yeah. like, kind of gotten upset now i would say that the, the more deep your connection has gotten the less appropriate it is to just ghost them right yeah um yeah i would agree with that as but, well but of course the corollary to that is 
if if you don't have a deep connection, it's more okay to ghost someone, right? Uh, but well, I, I don't I don't know. I think I'm gonna work on trying to be more direct when it comes to vids. Yeah, we're, we're responding to unwanted vids. Okay, but I'll e- say even that. if a guy's like, "Yo, you're cute," and this is the first time that you've interacted, if you're gonna say. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in you. I swept up on you. I reconsidered. <laughs> Based on this very scant information. I say, well, Bryce, say you're since cute. you phrase it that way, I think I you're you're probably right. I probably would just ghost. I'm yeah. so sorry. Well, I'm so hard. sorry, John Cotman. It. Well, it is hard but, because but you don't he have... wasn't talking about this. I, but he was t- <laughs> He was talking about marriage, which is a different yeah, context. Yeah, it is a little bit different. It's true. Okay. I think your response. They say you're cute. I think your response should be, "Thank you. I wish that you were, but I guess you can't have everything." And then you just see how it goes. <laughs> Um, but no, that's a bad response. But it, 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 you do bring up a good point because, like, uh, you know, a, a a bid like that from a from a total stranger yeah. is different is a different thing than a bid from like your your spouse yes. or someone you're, or someone you're dating. You know, absolutely like, well, different. And yeah, I mean, you kind of expect to some extent in the dating world that some of your bids are going to be totally ignored because both <laughs> some, get what that. about the majority yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sure when i wonder i wonder but I, I agree. to, to yeah. what degree do you uh so we've been also talking about like emotional uh heritage and like how the well, we way well we haven't Maybe but before we yeah we'll, we're i guess we're going to start talking about that right yeah uh, okay so um <laughs> The way that our family responds to our bids, yeah. I wonder how it colors. Responded. The, or responded right. it, to our oh, bids. Well, it could yeah. be present tense. It could as be well. present tense. Yeah, yeah family um, origin. Yeah, I wonder the emotional heritage that comes with our family's uh, emotional philosophy in, in regards to bids. I wonder how that colors our view, right? Like, let's say a person had maybe. Maybe person A had like 50% of their bids responded to, you know, maybe person, you know, B had like 100% of, or maybe not, like maybe not 100, but maybe 90% of their bids. How would that actually influence that person? And how would that um, influence the way that they date? I'm curious about that. But I also know that there's a point at which you can't 100% just say, you can't blame everything on your environment and say, oh, well, the reason why I don't bid today, you know, respond to bids today is because of my past, 100%. No, at one point you have to take accountability for your responses. Yeah, it's probably true, though, that people who had more uh, responses to bids in their childhood probably have healthier self views yes you know and they're probably more likely to to um i would guess they're probably less likely to be anxious to have anxious attachment styles and relationships yeah and they're probably more likely to speak up when they see something you know is wrong and, yeah. and speak up for themselves you know i need mm-hmm. this kind of thing but yeah that's just my guess but um th- this is the kind of topic that i definitely want to talk more about in other episodes but just how uh, far-reaching the consequences uh, are for our family of origin. It, it, it's, it's huge. It's not, like you said, it's not the only thing, especially the longer we go, the, the older we get. Like, mm-hmm. uh, on the one hand, if you're unaware of, of how, mm-hmm. you know, your family environment shaped you, um, then it is important. It's very important to to investigate that and understand that to understand where you are now and why things are the way they are. I, I've been going through a lot of that in my life, um, but but you know the the more you've grappled with that and you're aware of it, the the more incumbent it is on you to like, hey man, it's your life. Yeah. Like, d- d- do something. So maybe. Um, but both you know, of those are yeah. so important. Like so, you know, and this. I interrupted you. I'm it's, sorry. It's it's agency. Go ahead. Keep yeah. Going. yeah. Um, you know, and this is this is why, um, like the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, they very very appropriately put so much emphasis on healthy families. It it's the um, there there are a few things that affect that give people a better or worse chance in their temporal success, and I think also their spiritual success. Right. Yeah. Then then good righteous loving wise disciplined uh forgiving patient uh parents um 
And, you know, this is clear in the social science research as a public policy guy, this is me talking, you know, that the family structure is strongly correlated with, with all sorts of things, for better or for worse. I mean, there's still a lot we don't understand, but, like, you know, it's very clear, like, intact biological families are pretty much the gold standard. Uh, doesn't mean that other forms of family can't also be healthy and good, but if, if we want to, like, maximize the chances for good outcomes it starts with the intact biological family uh and naturally yeah. this is something that the adversary or, sorry maybe we're on a tangent here but this is something the adversary like we know is fighting tooth and nail against this and he's making a lot of progress unfortunately yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it can be fought with agency sure and mm-hmm. i think that's that's a part of the gottman research too is yeah. that like if you uh, if your if your family falls apart that's bad uh it's bad for your kids i mean and I think some of this stuff is, it's like, you can change some of this stuff, right? Yeah. If you're not responding to a person, if you're not responding to your spouse's bids or the bids of the person that you're in a relationship with, then you can do something about that. Right. You know, and you can change. You can maybe turn things yeah. around. Right. Turn the ship around. What was really interesting to read about was how he says that bids don't always have to be such a formal thing. Responding yep. to bids don't always have to be such a formal thing. Uh, there was a he talks about how this one man, Madam, I respectfully yeah. <laughs> reply to your request for a bid. Yeah, there you go. They talk about how this one uh, spouse, like this one man, he came in and he like greeted his wife and he basically. T- tapped her shoulder and like yeah. tapped her head yeah. and then she literally turned around and did the same thing you know yeah. and that was yeah. the response yeah. to the bit right. very simple and but sweet you know bits yeah. could be anything it could be a gesture it could be a wink it could be uh it's the body language it could be a hug it could be <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Like it. a wink i don't do enough winks in my but, life yeah but, you, you need to <laughs> come on i do lots of them in emoji form the, well yeah. bryce oh, does yeah. super exaggerated winks like Ding! <laughs> like that. And I do, you actually make do the, I? You actually make the ding. I mean, my emojis look like. Are you talking about the one with the like the tongue hanging out? Like, ah. Oh well, no, I'm talking about in real life. I've gotten away oh, from sure. using that emoji. It's I find it too ambiguous. It's it's incredibly <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. That that emoji. Oh, the like the, wink the winking with oh, the, the w- tongue out. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, I I would say I I agree with you. A lot of these bits are just nonverbal. But I would also say that like if it's verbalized that's especially important not mm-hmm. to ignore yeah um, absolutely yeah yeah it's true like you know a lot of times like you and me both like even though we're um uh no what's the word i was looking for like even if we're doing something like by ourselves we like to be and we like to have ambient people around yeah and i kind of think that that's similar personalities a little bit way. of a bid too like it's like uh you kind want of. people around um yeah, you want it's to feel like, vaguely connected to people around you. It, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like for slightly introverted extroverts, which is what what we are. I mean, you're. I think you more than me, but yeah, right. It's like I want to be around people. I also want my privacy and alone time, at least while I'm working. And I think that's what it is a lot for me is when I'm working, I don't want it to be alone. And that I think that's a clear sign I'm an extrovert. <laughs> go go on. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. No, but I was just pointing out that like even when you're like in the same wanting to be in the same room with the person it's kind of like it's a little bit of a bid like you're opening yourself it's yeah. true it's kind of like a very passive bid but yeah. it's not the same as it's like a non-bid kind of like, bid yeah because uh-huh. you're not bidding kinda, but yeah. you're still bidding yeah, yeah i bit, got right. you yeah. anyways um do we want to talk a little bit about the different um the four different philosophies yeah so do you do you want the, fam- the family it? coaching or the family philosophies that right? that's right yeah sure okay yeah. sure we, so there were four philosophies we've got this is we're about we have about maybe five minutes. Yeah, sure. Um, there were uh, so like there's these four uh, emotional philosophies in families, right? And so like uh, about how families, and it's it's this is mostly based on your parents, how your parents tended yeah. to respond to your is it bids? Bids, I guess, absolutely. Bids. Uh, yeah. But it's most it's it's bids how for it's mostly how they respond to bids related to negative emotions mostly it could right? be any or emotion just emotion okay because okay. that's what bids are right it's yeah. it's it's um it could be a, a bit emotional connection yeah sure and, uh, and so there anyways there's this like test we went through it was like i don't know we answered a certain number of questions 13 and, of them and and it had like uh 
it was like you're sad about something like for example you're sad that your dog died and you say something about it and how your parent responds you know yeah that's and a good example so, Give, why don't you read them yeah what do you got do you got it there? I, I have a dog yeah. one so so your your dog shortstop died yeah it's a dog <laughs> Named after baseball and, and you're sad um so they, they want you to choose which of these was most descriptive of of your parents the a is we'll get a new dog b is i'm really sad too i've been thinking all day about the funny things shortstop would do maybe it would be nice to gather uh some of our photos that he's in and make us a, a shortstop scrapbook b is i'm really sad too shortstop was a good dog d was i hate to break it to you kid but he was just a dog, and and walking around walking like around a, like a sad sack all day isn't gonna bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so these are like different styles. Those, yeah. those are the, so the way you categorize the different styles is what the one style is emotion dismissing. You know, like you'll get over it. Um, we'll just get a new dog. That's dismissing. Yeah. 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 Cheer up. And and so what, how how this affects bidding is that leads to less bidding because that's a turning away bid. Uh, turning away from a bid. Then another yeah. one is emotion. You're not you're not engaging with with the person's emotion that they've expressed. You're yeah, just, you're just changing the subject. Exactly. What they're not telling you. Change the, the subject in a way that's maybe intended to be productive. Sorry, go on. Sure, man. What they're not telling you the dog story is that the first dog died before that, and its name was First Base. I mean, <laughs> what I can tell you what the name of the next dog is going to be. Anyways, uh, okay. Then the next the next emotional philosophy is emotion disapproving. You know, that's where, like, the parent says, you shouldn't feel that way. You know, yeah. you better change your attitude. Yeah. That also leads to less bidding. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's a, a turning against response. Turning and it, against. It's a hostility toward the expression of emotion. Yeah, it's not as bad as turning away emotion dismissing, right? But it's, no, 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 sorry, it's worse. Emotion disapproving is worse than turning away. Yeah, I mean, that would be like, against. I hate to break it to you, kid, but that was just a dog. And walking around isn't going to bring him back. That was the emotion disapproving disapproving yeah. yeah and what's interesting I they said in the book that that, the, that with this philosophy you tend to frame relationships as power struggles yeah. absolutely it's like you're trying you're trying to protect yourself from the unpleasantness and discomfort of of emotions and so like mm-hmm. you, you know speaking of boundaries like you're, you're setting your boundaries like you don't yeah. want um you don't want to talk about these things and if someone tries to make you talk about it let we're gonna fight about it so another thing with the emotion disapproving is they might see something as uh this kid is crying they're crying for attention uh that's you know they're just trying to overhaul and all the attention that's, so that's i'm just right. not gonna they're respond trying, to yes this kid, yeah, yeah you know? like i mean it's kind of I think it's kind of delusional, right? It's, yeah. It's it, you. You view it, all these bids with with extreme skepticism. With extreme skepticism, right? and, and, what, and you definitely won't empathize. And what's sad is that with this type of responding, the kid is less likely to ask why. Why would a kid, if the parent yeah. said, "I hate to break it to you, but he was just a dog," like why would the kid, one hundred percent, like say, like, "Oh, well, that was just a one time." that my parents dismiss my emotions, I'm going to ask them again. You know, the kid sure. would not say that. Yeah, yeah. And of, they would not attempt. Naturally, you know, if this has been years of this, you know, philosophy playing out, you're probably going to adopt the same approach in your own relationships when you're older. Or actually, I will say I did have a friend that had a lot of deeds in his when he did uh-huh. this. And he said, but he actually turned out a pretty positive person. That's good. <laughs> because again, agency, you get to yeah. choose what you want to yeah, it's yep. true, and not all these led to the same style. Like, it, for example, the the next style is laissez-faire, where it's kind of like you 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 respond to them, uh, but you just say something like, "I understand how you feel." Period, and you don't yeah. you don't talk to them about like, "Oh well, you you know you don't coach them at all about their feelings." And this may or may not lead to more bidding. It's it's a turning toward, but without offering any guidance for coping. That's and, right. Yeah. And so when I was reading the thing, it was talking about how. Um, a, laissez, a lot of people with laissez-faire approach, the approach in their family was something more like uh, there was there was like a hostile environment in their family, and so um, they felt like it was as they in their adult life, it's like they feel more safe, like not uh, confronting emotions and kind of being yeah. more passive about it or something. Because like that. even though their parents allow them to express their emotions, whatever emotions those emotions might be. They're still not coaching the child through those emotions. They're still not giving yeah. very specific things. Like a kid might say, I'm sad, 
oh, I'm sorry, you're sad. And then it just ends there. Right. Yeah. Whereas a more coaching response is, tell, tell me more about it. Or, or uh, what would you like? I, what would you like to do? Or what would you yeah. like to do? It, yeah. You want to take a break for a few minutes? Right. And then do you want to read or do you want to watch TV? Right. You know, like. Yeah. Like you help them talk through their emotions right. and be like, oh, you feel sad and what. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's an interesting thing in here where I talked about how like the emotion. So, yeah, the emotion coaching is the best is the best emotional philosophy. It leads to more bidding. It's a turning toward, but also with guidance about yeah. coping. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, it, it can teach the kid how to self-soothe their own emotions, which yeah. is very important in this world today. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So according to the research, studies say that children in emotion-dismissing families have similar problems as children from emotion-disapproving families. They're not as capable of soothing when they get upset. Uh, they are more likely to have more trouble concentrating and picking up on social cues. Mm. They might have more behavior problems or academic failure. Yeah. yeah. We better wrap this up because yep. we got some stuff. Um, but I just want to read this last thing. It talked about how coaching families, they believe in the value of all emotions. Like anger isn't bad. Uh, right. sadness isn't bad they right. see them as there there are these emotions will help you like anger is a creative motivating force you know yes. it might help you change some of the sadness might be a sign that you need to make a positive change yes. kind of thing so so emotion coaching families are good at realizing that yeah. all, these emotions aren't bad anyways yeah. we probably better wrap this up I, and I tell you what I, I wish I had understood that a lot a, a long time ago yeah like especially about anger which I always sure. believed just gotta pretend it's not there because Jesus said don't be angry yeah but, exactly. but it's a little more complicated right like emotions are a barometer for how we're doing anyway yeah that's my, my final yeah. thought anyways yeah. um uh so one final uh, let's do go around and do final thoughts perhaps and then uh, oh he said his I just oh you um, did you did anger is okay even anger is useful all emotions are useful but but doing something productive with them is the most important thing and that's why emotion the emotion coaching philosophy is so good yeah right. I think my final thought is even if you grew up with an emotional dismissing family or emotional uh, disapproving family, you still have the agency to decide how you want to move forward in your life. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's really important. If there's something that speaks to your heart, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, well, I think I'll, I'm, I've already given my thoughts. So let's just wrap it up. Okay. And, uh, okay. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for, thanks for joining in. Okay, bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and give us a rating. Thank you.